0: It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablens is holding on. Cut glory for wins, But it is all heart style Rico and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne cup in. Green light is on for the Green light on podcast. Oh, a little bit more on the Green Light On podcast intro. A bit of Dan Hibbert there ripping us into another podcast. Episode number 61. Massive 15, 20 minutes ahead. We count down to the Nationals in Sydney. Our man Corey Smith has given us the flick. It's as simple as that. He's at some a big awards night there in Sydney. So we're going to let him off with, uh, with the week off. But you know the drill. When you have the week off, you still have to give a best bet. So we'll get that from our man Smithy. Great to have one of the best trainers in the game joining me. In just a moment, I speak of Anthony as a party. So make sure you tune in for that one a little bit later on in the episode. He gives away a few training secrets as well as the potential stars in his kennel and what it's like to win a Melbourne Cup. Of course, the green light on Premier Racing podcast, as always, thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria. If you want to know anything about Greyhound Racing in Victoria, follow them on the socials, download the Watchdog app, and head to grv.org.au. Run of the week. Run of the week. Pretty simple last week. It was a standout with Amron Boy. Set to go. They're ready. Start coming up. Set.
1: Ready and racing. And Zippy Tesla, a fraction slow to begin Away way faster. Amron Boy and Jetlegger going through on the inside. Compliance is wider out as they turn to the back straight. And Zippy Tesla back near the tail and got a bump as they turn down the back straight. Amron Boy takes the lead now. And sped away five lengths in front over Compliance. Followed by Jetlegger. Further back then came Zivon Bale. Followed by Zippy Tesla. Well back here, player ahead, head. And also, Kahim Bale turning for home though. And nicely clear is Amron Boy. It's blasted away. This is a big win by Amron Boy. It's Strutham, Zippy Tesser up for second, compliance third. Further back then came Zeevan Bale, followed then by Kahim Bale and back to the tail jet The time for
0: the race ran 29.56. 29.56, extraordinary run and, and the Hawk nailed it. He just blasted away from a field that you would have thought would have been tier three dogs in the country, not metropolitan stars. It was an astonishing win. Amron Boy doing exactly what Amron Boy can. Saturday's preview. Saturday night preview time now for the Meadows. First race at 6:39. 12 on the agenda. Starting with race one, the rich GRV Vic Bread maiden series final. I'm pretty keen here on number three, Amron Dan. Well, we saw what Amron boy could do. Amron Dan, I think, not as good, but uh, a greyhound who's on the up, no doubt about that been supported early in the week as well so no luck at all last week the the run prior was outstanding so race one we'll go with number three on the each way Amron Dan race two well tune into this uh, chat with old Anthony as a party because my goodness he gives a good rap for shot of red so we'll tip number one on top in the second race the putters have already latched on there into a, a pretty skinny price, although opened up fairly short. Race number three, uh, the Bendigo to Meadows final, on with number two, Rio Bodhi on top, drawn nicely here, should be pretty hard to beat. Race four, mix three and four, 600 metres, hard to go past out, Manelli. he was beaten last time, but we all know what he can do at his best, he's a front runner, who takes uh, a whole lot of beating, Webleck Flair though, my goodness, uh, he's come back really, really good this campaign, but based on that, uh, that form of Stoutmanelli at his best, he'll be hard to hold out. Race number five, now Draco Bale drops back in distance, probably a little bit of a concern, but uh, the way this chase is going, he's going to be hard to beat anywhere. so we'll go each way with Draco Bale. Race six, the green light on podcast, grade four, we're slowly elevating to, to bigger and better races, they first off stuffed us down the bottom of the meeting about race 11 or 12, and now we've made it to a and. And then a fourth grade event. So things are looking up for the podcast. And I will say the numbers of listeners, they're going through the roof. kaheem Bale might tip here. The red's going to lead. Let's win coin. Uh, if kaheem Bale can truck up behind the speed, I think we'll just be a little bit too strong when the whips are cracking. Race number seven, intriguing staying event. I'm going to go with the proven form of, of Aston Velvet, who's turned into a really genuine stayer. So... I'll go with the seven, but there's a a couple of queries. Even Electro Rhino going right up to 700 after a a 5.25 win last time. You don't see that too often. Over then to race eight, well, hard to go past Amron Boy. He only has to do what he did last week. He's drawn well. He ticks a lot of boxes. One of my better bets of the night at $1.90 currently. Gamble responsibly. Race nine, Vader Bale is just a brand new dog of late. The uh, The last couple of months of, of her career have just been outstanding. She's a front runner. She'll make her own luck. Yes, she'll need to pinch a break on them, but a break is expected. I'll go her each way there. Race number 10 now, the third last event of the night. Tough race. Uh, I thought quick smart just might have the the class edge, but not a great deal of confidence in, in what is a tough one. And well-grounded, looks well-graded, coming back to a, a fifth grade in town, the old boy, Race number 11, plagiarised, drawn out wide here, number six. At his best, he's going to be hard to beat, but i concern concerned that he's going to need luck from the draw, and I'm pretty keen on, on an each-way play, Fabriola-Durana. I know that he's drawn awkwardly, or she's drawn awkwardly, but double-figure price, winnable race, small each-way play, the way to go there. Race 12, the last, madigan Probably just about the best draw we've seen from this dog in nearly his whole career. His last five starts: six, five, six, six, and eight. Uh, they've all been competitive runs with no luck. So getting somewhere near the rail, I think you'll see a return to form from Madigan in the last. And don't forget, massive weekend of racing as well. Just quickly, the National Straight Track Championship Saturday morning up at uh, Richmond. For what it's worth, I'm going with Mr. America. The local to win, former Victorian now back in New South Wales and, and racing in terrific form, just drawn beautifully. And then the Nationals at Wetworth Park, Saturday evening, of course, gamble responsibly if you are having a, a, a wager or a flutter over the weekend as we have a look at those two fields. Really intrigued to see how this uh, Kiwi goes, no keeper. Uh, we very rarely see it. A uh, Kiwi Grey come across to the the mainland, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Super Australia is clearly the stayer to beat. Moraine Susie's on the up, the Victorian hope. but I'm just not convinced that uh, Wentworth Park's going to be her goal at this point in time, and if Zipping Kansas was to get a start, well, he would obviously figure... Uh, and then for the sprint, I think we're more of a chance in the sprint with Dusty Burbski, but the way the box draw plays, Simply Limelight's going to be mighty hard to beat. Keep a close eye on Bandit Ned, who's going to get a run, no doubt, from a wide draw and obviously good odds cash. But for what it's worth, I'll go Simply Limelight in the uh, the sprint and then the distance will stick with Super Australis. So I think the locals are going to do well and even better when you speak of the National Straight Track Championship with Mr. America. Punters Punting Club. Well, as I said, our man Smithy's up there in Sydney at an awards night when I'm uh, recording this. So he didn't give me too much, but he said, I I do like one, Jimmy. I do like one at the Meadows. So we'll confirm that in just a moment. My Punters Punting Club, look, I've toyed up between a couple, but the way Amron Boy went last time, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. So I'll have $25 a win on Amron Boy. And I'll have $12.50 each way on Kahim Bala. I do like a few tomorrow, so hopefully uh, it can be a winning night. And as you know, I am pretty keen on shot of red as well, but the price a little bit skinny for a punter's punting club. And Amron Dan's the other one that I don't mind. Uh, our man Smithy, I'll, I'll read the message out because I wasn't too sure what to make of this. He says, race nine... Number three, Vader Bale to place, but he thinks it will lead and hold on. So he's sort of saying that he thinks it'll win, but I think he's going to go $50 the place in the punters' punting club this week. Always gamble responsibly. Never gamble more than you can afford to lose. You know the drill, punters. Inside Info. Well, it feels a little bit like fishing for me, uh, trying to net that big elusive catch. It's taken me 61 episodes to catch one of the biggest fish in the greyhound racing game. I speak of Mr. Anthony as a party. He's a big fan of the podcast and I finally got a hold of him, Anthony. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Oh, I'm very good, mate. Very, very happy to have you on. Before we delve into uh, what's happening Saturday night at the Meadows, let's just quickly chat a little bit about you. You originally grew up in Sydney. Can you can you just tell me the story, if for those who haven't heard it, of how you got involved in greyhound racing? I think it's an absolute ripper.
1: Yeah. Look, um, one morning we we're down at Penrith Trots, hobbling a few horses up. My my dad was um, working a few horses, and at the time, they were trialing at Penrith. The dogs in the middle, and we couldn't get on the track till they were finished, and. And I end up wandering up the grandstand watching these dogs going round and round. And, yeah, from there I thought, geez, they're, they're all right. And, um, yeah, I asked the old man that, that, could he buy me a dog and he got me a dog and that's where it all took off and we'd end up getting rid of the horses at the end and training dogs together.
0: And mate, did, did you ever think that you'd get to the highs that you've got to in, in especially the most recent years since the move down to Melbourne to – to win, I guess, the ultimate achievement in Greyhound Racing a Melbourne Cup with your boy Whiskey Ride, uh, do you pinch yourself with just how much success you've had?
1: Ah, oh, yeah, you look back, you know, sometimes the late nights driving and you think about it, You, yeah, you do, You really. I, mm. Yeah, that meant everything to me. That was my whole goal. Mm. That, that I set off a goal when I f- first started training. It was a very high goal, <laughs> I suppose, but, you know, everyone's got their goals and... That was a goal I really wanted to get and, yeah, to get it, you know. I've been in four of them now, four in a row and the three missed and, yeah, it's heartbreaking walk going home, you know, having that opportunity missed but to actually win it, it's just an amazing thing,
0: you know. Does the drive change now that you've won it? I always say, you know, for for those who have won a big race, is the fire still in the belly? And most people I speak to, they say they actually want it more the second time.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I oh, oh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I I <laughs> i, 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 I was bigger than ever, really. I I just want to like to breed my own to get there now. You know, like yeah, I've trained dogs for people and that, but my goal is now is to breed one of my leaders and try to achieve something like that. You
0: know. And mate, if there's one key to to being a successful trainer, I know everybody who listens to the podcast would. I guess aspire to being a, an Anthony as a party and have the success that you've had in the sport. Is there is there one thing that you'd you'd say to them that, I guess is a bit of an advice or, or something along those lines to help them strive to to hopefully you know get to the the level that you got to.
1: Yeah, look, it's it is a lot of things really. Like it's not easy. <laughs> I tell you, it's not really easy at all. I think it's a full-time job, really, to get your best out of your greyhound. I've got to be honest; it, it, you have to be there every day, all you know, most of the day with them, and you got to look quality. It's, it's in the quality. The animal's got to have it. If the animal hasn't got it, you're not, you know, no matter what you do, you're not going to go anywhere, you know. But you know, you got to be patient. You've got to have your animal healthy and fit. The fit's a very big thing in my kennel. I, I like to have them really extremely fit. Um, and they've got to be happy. Uh, if mm. if they're not happy, they won't perform for you. Oh, that's my belief, and I've always followed that, and it's always worked for me.
0: And you say fit. Is that through trialling? Is that through free galloping? What what do you sort of recommend in, in that sense? Well, I
1: set up my farm to sort of not to get off my farm. I can work them up my 350-metre straight track. I've got sand runs, gallop, and paddocks and that. But I do work them at home a lot more. I don't like trial them too much. I, I like... I still like to keep them away, and when they go behind that lure, they really want to go, you know, because they haven't seen it for a little while. So that's sort of what I usually do, you know.
0: Let's turn our attention, mate, uh, to tomorrow night, Saturday night's racing at the Meadows. I see Shot of Red, a greyhound who I feel is now really starting to put it all together. Um, I thought the win at Warrigal three starts ago was absolutely outstanding. He's a son of Whiskey Riot. The watchdog's comment, is rising star. Does, does that sort of give you that little bit of excitement moving forward with this youngster?
1: Oh, hundred percent. You know, I've had a bit of opinion with him from day one and he um when he won his first race at Warnable he put, he excited me from that day on, like the cup the cup heats were on that night and he's gone about I think oh only about two or three cup heats went quicker than him what he run, you know, so he just needs to put it together and I uh, and you're right, the last few runs he's the penny might have might drop might have dropped. So I'm um, everything goes right with him now from this point on.
0: Box One suits him. You happy with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. He'll, he loves Box One. Um, yeah, they
1: bring him out too. So, which, yeah, I think, yeah, he he looks a he looks a nice thing tomorrow.
0: Different breed, but same handy style. How I speak of Whiskey right? You've got salad dodger. Um, that's that's probably the way I would define myself when I when I hit up the buffet there at the Meadows, mate. The or the buffet, the former buffet. I was the salad dodger. Uh, another one, mate, who just looks like now he's starting to really find his feet, and I think his last four or five have been outstanding. And that's St Ledger form behind Mister Audacious, mate. You you must feel like he's gone to another level of late as well.
1: One hundred percent. Believe it or not, James, I, when I first got him, I didn't think he was going to make it. I really didn't. Yeah. I, I trialled him and trialled him and just couldn't get the best out of him at first. He just never settled in. And and one day I just took him to Bendigo and he's just been running 24-20, 24-30. And one day I just rocked up a Bendigo and put him with another dog. He ran 23, I think twenty three fifty nine. 59 I nearly fell over. Couldn't believe it. Oh,
0: there's still hope for my but, kennel, mate. <laughs> mate, I <laughs> I not believe it. And, yeah, from that point on, he just started
1: the race really good. And, mate, he's he's going leaps and bounds. And, look, the Meadows, he finds it a little bit hard to run that one out. But, look, tomorrow night, you know, hopefully he strips a bit feeder from this week. So I'm hoping he can find the line a little bit stronger.
0: Just by sounding it out, mate, it seems like Shot of Red is your, your favourite of the two to win tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. He's boxed to win it, you know. Just has to get the start right, and yeah, he should be he should be right.
0: And moving forward, mate, is the fire in the belly to win a Melbourne Cup? Is the million dollar chase? What what's the race now that you know you set that goal to win with Whiskey Ride? Is there one race now that you you just have to get your hands on moving forward?
1: Oh, look, the million dollar chase or the Phoenix. There, they're my two on my radar. I'd like to win, but like everyone else, I suppose. Um yeah, I just wouldn't mind winning that million-dollar race because at Wetworth Park's back on my, sort of my home track years ago where I grew up and Wetworth Park's been a very good track to me and, yeah, I'd like to win it one one day. But, yeah, we will we just have to thrive and see we, what we can do.
0: Is there one in the kennel, mate, that you think could, could be that dog to go on and win a million-dollar chase? Is it shot of red the way he's improving?
1: Yeah, I think there's two there. I think shot of red and deadly class, I think they're the two should stand up for me this year, you know, and really put the hands up. They're pretty serious animals, you know.
0: Mate, tough question as i let you go. What is the fastest and best dog you've trained? They could be two different things too, the fastest dog you've trained and the best dog you've trained over the years.
1: Well, the best race dog I ever trained because he just done it. Every time I put him in that boxes, he gave me 110%. Even if he got beat, he still run a Mody race. was Whiskey Riot.
0: Yeah.
1: And the fastest dog I've put a lead on would be Zambora Brocky
0: There you go, I love how they're two different dogs for, for a very very similar question, well good luck Anthe on Saturday night mate, we'll be cheering for the pair and after having a chat to you mate, I'm tempted to make sure of Red read my best better the night, so good luck, we wish you well and I'll be cheering. No worries, thank you mate. And that's it, that wraps up another big episode, I've lost my co-hosts of late, they've jumped ship but uh, we find a way to soldier on and that chat to Anthony as a party absolutely invaluable. I think if you're involved in greyhound racing, to get the insight and the knowledge of a man who's been there and done that, winning a Melbourne Cup and so many other feature races throughout the country. Well, until next time, punters. Good luck wherever you're playing this weekend. Happy punning, and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.